Hey guys, if you are wanting to start your own podcast and you want a super easy way to do it, I highly recommend Anchor. So you can download the free Anchor app. You can either go to anchor.fm or just search on your phone for Anchor app. And the reason that I love it is it's completely free. It's a way that you can record and piece together like different elements of your podcast, whether you're on like your phone or your computer. And then it like basically puts your podcast in all of the different places so like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then you can make money from it so you don't have to have like any minimum amount of listeners it's basically everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place for free so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and I hope you guys enjoy it have fun with it welcome to the spiritual rebels and misfits roundtable where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange, like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys, and we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Welcome back, everybody. So we wanted to give you a brief summary of what to expect um, today. I will tell you that our guest is amazing. It's mm -hmm. been such a fun conversation. So today we have Dr. Kim Perkins. She like, you guys really like, I want you to like see her and go and watch the video, like find us on Facebook so that you can really experience like the fullness of who she is, but she is a doctor in organizational psychology. She's a former journalist. She's a former pro speed skater. And she is somebody that just has like such a unique perspective on, on like leadership and how, how we show up. And I feel like the things that she shared, like even saying how she experiences imposter syndrome were just like so helpful and insightful. Like what was some of the, the highlights for you today? Well, real quick, for those of you that are not familiar with imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is the idea that you only succeed by luck and not by your talent. And so Kim had some amazing insight on how this especially affects women. And I mm. thought that was very insightful. And as a man, it gave me some great perspective on that, but also great ways to catch yourself falling for imposter syndrome and also great ways to be a better leader, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, and I feel like everything that we talk about is not like about changing yourself to conform mm -hmm. um, and, and like fight something off, but like it's really this invitation just to become more you. And I, I feel like we'll share a bit like of our own journeys in this episode and how we relate to this. We'll, we'll even share like some tips from us from Kim shares a bunch of stuff from some of the people that are, are um, like friends and viewers, but I get really excited like when everything always just goes back to like alignment with your inner being and who you truly are at the soul level. Like 
it really all comes back to that. So you'll see how, how it gets there in this episode too. But we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys on the other side. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye, guys. We're live. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Okay. So we're here. We're at a new time by request so that all of you people that have not just sort of gone off and be to be free and like left corporate to start your own thing can join us. Um, and we're talking about, <laughs> we're going to talk about imposter syndrome, but I feel like there was a few things that you and I wanted to catch up on before we dove into that, because we, we like to just sort of kind of ease our way and talk about how the synchronicities of life are just like bringing up these conversations. Well, yeah. And this is like, also, we're kind of selfish because it's the only time we get to like see each other face to face all week. So I want to motherfucking catch up with you too. <laughs> but we have a lot of exciting stuff go on, going on and our conversations have been very interesting this week. So, uh, I mean, I just, I think there's a lot, oh my God, got close up real quick. <laughs> I think there's just a lot going on about really finding our own footing and finding, uh, our own calling, so to speak. Uh, I love that you are very much in, you know, I hate, I hate to use it, but I shouldn't hate to use it. This like feminist role, you're understanding you need to empower women more and become mm -hmm. like more of an activist. And those have been interesting conversations that we're talking the other night about like how you and I kind of play off each other's energy. And for the last couple of months, I've kind of been in activist mode you know, with everything going on and now you're in activist mode and now I'm like trying to be more chill. So I just love that you're like about female empowerment right now. You're fully coming into like your gifts and I, like, I'm just in love with it, man. So I think I just wanted to like drool over you for a second. <laughs> well, I don't feel like that part of it's going away because I think that once I became aware of like some of the things that I, I feel like are just have been really ingrained into our culture. Mm -hmm. It's like, I couldn't look away. And like the whole thing about like business, you know, really being built by men for men and all of those different pieces and working with business owners, I was just like, wow, like even these, these men that I work with, they have this like feminine aspect that they're almost like, squashing down because they feel like there's this other way to be doing things with like KPIs and metrics and that intuition doesn't belong there. And I like, I think it's been me all along, but I like finally named it and I claimed it. And uh, I think I like, we talked about sort of this phase of giving less fucks. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that has been a big theme. I actually think it goes with imposter syndrome that I, I, I think that you and I have both been on this journey where there's sort of been these like different, um, pieces of us that we've stepped back into and like remembered and reclaimed. And I think it like fits, although I don't think you're getting quieter because I saw the photos mm. that you hey. were posting on Facebook. Hey. I saw hey. them with hey. these like sexy poses <laughs> and sexy faces. And you're just like, yeah, no, I'm just like being like, you know, very chill and, and zen. I'm like, okay, mister. Well, no, <laughs> I mean, so. I don't think it's a phase of giving less fucks. I think it's the age uh, now of giving no fucks, you know? <laughs> and I think we're both getting to that point where it's like, if we're fully gonna be who we are and we're gonna, and I think this forum has really empowered us as well to be able to talk to the people and interact with the people. And like, you know, I love like the little bit of feedback. I hope we get more feedback, good or bad that we've gotten from people about how they're feeling <laughs> empowered 
And, you know, for me, like, I, for me real quick, and I can't wait to talk to Kim about this, part of like imposter syndrome for me has been always in the recovery world. You know, I was asked to speak at one point a whole bunch about my recovery. And even then I was like, oh my God, I have nothing to share. And I shouldn't be speaking about this. And, you know, three years sober and having rebuilt my life and, you know, hitting rock bottom. And I'm telling myself I have nothing to share. So I feel that imposter syndrome. But also part of it is feeling like I have to fit a certain model to be like a representative of someone who got sober. And to to be a a leader or a shining light, I have to like watch what I say and I can't be too sexual and I can't be too crude (laughs) and, and really like being around you and Crystal and other people have come on this. I'm like, what am I doing? I need to fucking be me, you know? And so I, I think it's just both of us are coming into that phase where it's like time to fully be us. And I think that that female empowerment, I don't think it's ever gonna go away. I think it was innately in you and it's just now like feeling like it can be unleashed. Is that how you're feeling lately? Yeah, I, I don't, I can't even really explain exactly what is going on, but I see it happening for a variety of different people. Um, I, I feel like it's something, you know, that 8-8 portal, like I wanna say it's like the lion's gate, like portal, I, I was like reading something about it. I was like, oh shit, like, this sounds kind of like what I'm going through right now. And so I, I feel like you and I need to have a conversation like later today or tomorrow or something about that. Cause I think it's tomorrow. Um, but I feel like for me, it's actually more so been with like the spiritual work. Cause I feel like anything that I've developed like credentials or experience around like the imposter syndrome doesn't show up for me, but it's in those places where, um, things that are more like innate gifts and talents and anything around the spiritual work where, I feel, um, especially around other people that come in that I see as like more senior to me that I sort of like really respect in that area. Like that if they like hop onto one of my lives for me to like give them a reading or something, I like go to my head and I'm just like, I do feel that feeling of like, oh my God, like they're going to know that I'm not good at this. I I don't do it like them, that I'm like Mm -hmm. doing this wrong or I'm making it up. And so it's, it's definitely something that, um, I notice and it, and it's, I think that we're always a work in progress, but I mm-hmm. feel like the more that we can sort of name it and be aware of it, but I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm fully formed. I'm not going to be like, Oh, like I never have this, like I've gotten over it because I don't know if we ever f- fully do. Like if we're, if we're fully going to our edges at all points in time, like I think that it might just be something that's present that we get to sort of play with and create from. Like, I don't know. What do you think of that? Well, I think if you were like, oh, I've gotten over this, I'd fucking stop talking to you. I mean, we have to be <laughs> teachable and humble, but I'm also saying like, it's so funny because I watch you from outside. Like I hop on your lives and your stuff like that all the time. And I'm, I just marvel at you. And I think you're so beautiful and you're so wonderful for that light that you bring to the world. And it's funny to hear you having the same conversation in your head that I'm having in my head. You know, like even when you ask me, to really start doing this and formulating this, even though it was my idea first. Like it was. I, <laughs> I was like, I can't speak with Ashley. She's like this, she's awesome. She has her own business. She's so spiritual. And it's like, we have these deep spiritual conversations on our own. And I've read the same books as you. I go to the same seminars, but I'm still thinking I can't stand up to be up to par with you. 
you know, but it's that inner critic. It's, you know, that feeling like we're an imposter. And I think that we just have to fucking let go of that rope, man, and just stand in the brilliant light that we're meant to stand in. I have the reverse though of that because you have this like crazy near death experience, like story of like becoming sober and like refining yourself that there's times where I have the opposite where I'm like, why would someone ever want to listen to me like do a, a TED talk or write a book? I don't have some like crazy experience like that to like inspire people. So I, I have that same opposite version, but I do want to name that. I, I think one thing that's really interesting is that it's actually those that are the leaders that are the high achievers that I, I think actually like experience this the most. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of leaders that, that we have because I do feel like it is actually the rebels and the misfits that are, are the leaders, especially coming into this like period of, of rebuilding kind of humanity in a new way that we're, we're, we're in it right now. And I, I really want those of you to listening. I feel like Janine right now. Janine's she's not giving any fucks either. So. <laughs> we know that about Janine. She don't give no fucks. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that it's like when you accomplish something big that I was reading. I, there's a book by Amy Cuddy called Presence that I really like. And she has her like TED Talk with the power poses about how when people achieve something really good that they're afraid that they like can't top it. That like they're like, oh my God, people think I'm so great now that how am I ever going to like live up to that or do something that great again? And I feel like thinking of all of us as being like creative and creators, like that really gets in our way of showing up when we're th thinking those kinds of thoughts. Well, it, it's funny that you talked about like light workers and stuff like that. Can I talk a little bit about imposter syndrome for those who are not, I'm vaguely familiar with it. I can't wait for Kim to further educate me on a bit. Can I talk a little bit about some like cliff notes I found about imposter syndrome? Yeah, yeah, so, go for it. So imposter syndrome, uh, you know, Lamont was asking me the other days, like it sounds like a lot of negative self-talk and it it is negative self-talk, but it's your mind getting really creative with that negative self-talk. At least that's my perception of it. So imposter syndrome is the idea that you only succeed by luck, not by talent. Uh, studies have found that women are uniquely affected by it. And Kim wrote an amazing article that you shared with me exactly about that. And hopefully she'll share about that. But it also yeah. affects, affects perfectionists. It, um, it affects what they call the natural genius. If a natural genius has to struggle to achieve something, they think they're not worthy of it. Because, you know, natural genius is things. And I think of you when I think of natural genius. Sorry, don't mean to inflate your ego. <laughs> But if they have to work for something, they're not good enough for it. And then soloists, people that are used to doing things alone, if they achieve something within their group, they then feel that like they're an imposter, they're a fraud, because they're so used to achieving things on their own that it, it doesn't mm. match naturally how they go about life. So then they think they've achieved it by being a fraud. So imposter syndrome is like when your head starts to tell you, and I felt this in relationship, I felt this in business, I felt this in recovery, that you're only succeeding sheerly by luck and not by the talent and the hard work you've put forth. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of people we associate will have that feeling and haven't been able yeah. to really name it or understand it. So hopefully Kim's going to give us some awesome insight on this. I know she is. What's your thoughts on that? I wanted to bring in Lamont's comment. Um, so yeah, he's saying women are socialized to think of themselves as less than. Yeah, I feel like I've, I noticed like all of uh, 
the cultural programming, like from everything around us that tells us like that we're not enough. And so I feel like it, it totally seeps in. So I, I see that Lamont for sure. Um, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I feel like there's going to be some great things that Kim's going to share. And I know that I threw it out there in the Prosperous Rebel group just to talk to, to everyone there and be like, how do you guys get get past this? What do you do? Because I know that it's something that almost everyone, I think it's like estimated that 70% of people experience it. So um, I, I do want to bring in Kim. And um, so it's Dr. Kim Parkins and she is, I'm going to let her kind of go through her her um, introduction of anything that she wants to share from us, but she is a PhD in organizational psychology. And I love that she is all about like the human potential side of things, not about the side of psychology that is looking to um, basically understand what, what goes wrong, but at, like really high performance, like what goes on there when someone is like really just like thriving and, and amazing. Um, and also some fun facts is that she used to be a pro speed skater what? I mean, super interesting. Um, you guys are gonna love her, and also a, a journalist. Like, I mean, what hasn't Kim done? But let's bring Kim in so she can. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Kim. Happy to be here with you guys. Yay! So what else should we share with people about you that have never come across you before? What would you want them to know about you? Um, I think I would want them to know that I, you know, I have this like resume that everybody's like, ooh, this and that, but I have experienced imposter syndrome every day of my life about wow. that. <laughs> so, Damn. yeah, uh, so that's like the good news and the bad news because the bad news is, of course, <laughs> no matter what you do, it's not like if you're prone to it, it doesn't go away, but there are ways of handling it, you can still get things done. Mm. Yeah. So I would love to hear your perspective on it because I know you had like a blog post on it. I know you have a particular interest in like women in business and leadership as well. But how are you? What What about this topic? Were you like, yeah, I want to be a part of that conversation? Uh, you know, this is such a great topic because pretty much when I coach um, women executives at any level, this is so much a part of women's life. And I don't want to say mm. that men don't experience these same feelings because I think that they do. I think that they just have a, in their socialization have a lot more practice at covering up and dismissing those feelings than mm -hmm. we do. Right. So if you can feel it, so, you know, as, as uh, James was saying, like the imposter syndrome is, is um, not like my work is bad. It's more like I shouldn't be here. It's like an almost an identity thing of I'm different than these people in this major way. And therefore I'm disqualified for doing whatever it is that somebody has seen fit to have me do. <laughs> Ooh, that brings up yeah. some things because I mean, I, I think that we named, you know, this, the rebels and misfits because it is the people that always felt like they're somewhat outside. So I wonder, yeah. did we like, is our name inspired by imposter syndrome or maybe there's more to it? No, I think your, your name is perfect. And it's inspired me because obviously I'm not your average organizational psychologist here. So, um, but what, but I think that there's that, that point of identity that really comes into a lot of this, you know? And so we, when we talk about um, like you were just now talking about uh, seeing each other's resume, and I'm assuming you guys have, you guys obviously have been working together for a long time from the way you interact, you know, and like, oh, oh wow, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, they have this thing, and that's amazing. I could never touch that, and they have this thing. That's amazing. I could never touch that. But and yet, both here you are, right? You're both doing it, and you're both here doing it. We're right? doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, just real quick, Kim. I, I yeah. Maybe- the name came from us feeling like we don't fit into the spiritual community, you know, mm-hmm. that we're not Zen enough, that we're not, we know, like we were talking to you b- beforehand, like we cuss a lot. We got dirty. Yeah. And so like it's the imposter syndrome, like, oh, we're not spiritual because we're dirty, we're unfiltered yeah. and, <laughs> and stuff like that. So I think that is sure. the name is partially inspired by imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Can't be part of the spiritual community because you're nasty. exactly and so you know and as you also pointed out it's those differences that also give you a unique proposition that people become interested in as well Mm. and so when you turn that around and you own what you you know what you are and what you have and what you're into and then the person it is that it has made you because of that that that's when not only do you have a better time of it, but that way you, it's kind of like, you know, you howl and you can reach your own pack that way. I love that. I love Yeah. That. What I really love about that actually is how we usually put it in the bucket because we like to label things as good or bad, but that yeah. this is actually putting it in a bucket of like, well, what does this attract? Like what's, what's actually positive about it? Like, do you see that other side of it that exists too? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that that's part of the way of making friends with this, because again, it's not going to go away. And one of the things, like one of the things I found for, for women, often executives that I've talked to, they, they think maybe I should get more education. Maybe I should get that MBA. Maybe I need to get another mm. credential or something. And the idea is that if I felt like I knew what I was doing more, then I wouldn't be feeling these feelings of not fitting in. And I'm, I'm here with, with a PhD telling you that is not going to happen. <laughs> so yeah i i totally see about like why this has been so programmed into women to think that they got in their position but with luck but in your professional outlook or your your life experience do you yeah. think it also affects minorities period do you think that you know black people think that they only got there by sheer luck or because of fir- affirmative action or gay people or do you think that those are two separate issues or is that the same issue with imposter syndrome? That's a good question. I don't know if I could disentangle those right away. Um, I think I, I'm going to think this is off the top of my head. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a woman of color too, and I'm feeling like it ends up being more about um, the, some of the training that we get as women. If, you know, so I'm going to say in this case, white women, especially where we are taught to not blow our own horn and not, um, you know, put our resume out there and brag about our accomplishments um, and support other people, you know, and that's not necessarily the same training that all pe- all types of women are brought up with. So not mm-hmm. everybody's got that thing, but that's something that definitely, you know, uh, white women experience as part of their social role growing up. And I think it has to do a lot with that. Um, and also, you know, a lot of times, and this is something I encountered from my um, speed skating, was that women just are, it, it's like, uh, are allergic to competition. Because mm. we cannot talk about this. I tried to study competition um, among women for my dissertation, and that project fell flat because nobody wanted to talk about it. I'd have focus groups, and everybody goes, oh, no, everything's fine. We're just not talking about, you know, 
kind of competing with each other and like underneath it, bludgeoning each other under the table, you know? I mean, it, you know, nobody wants to talk about it. So I, I used to joke when I was speed skating because I, like some races are men and women separately. I mean, it's all, and, and some races are everybody kind of goes together, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, this, this is guys on the start line, right? Oh, I'm gonna kick your ass today so bad. You aren't even gonna know what hit <laughs> my dust so hard. It's gonna be so embarrassing. I would hate to be you after this race, right? This is women on the start line. Gosh, I hope I can keep up with you today. Oh, no. <laughs> you're so good at this. You look like you're in fabulous shape. Good luck out there, right? And you know, and it's because we 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 just can't talk about this stuff out loud. We don't have any practice mm. at um you know, being what I love, there's a coach named Tara Moore that I love who, who talks about being an arrogant idiot, you know, we try not to be an arrogant idiot all the time. And so we don't have to practice it, just going ahead and being that arrogant idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that that is so interesting. Like that there's been sort of these gender defined boxes, like from you would it'd be weird. A man would feel weird, right? To like show up in that way of like, hey buddy, like good good luck, right? But and that it's <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it's really something that I wanna like sit with and see how else it comes up. There's some people like that were chiming in and they're like saying I, I'm the only woman that I don't know, um, that every woman I know has it except for me, but it's so prominent. But what are some other ways that it's kind of sneaky? Because I know that things like this oh, tend yeah. to evolve and they show up in sort of sneakier ways like have you seen that <laughs> oh i've seen this in so many sneaky ways i mean first of all you know when you say uh the, all the excuses for luck of why i ended up here it's like well you know i i guess i only uh you know made the team because helen didn't show up or something like that you know that happens all mm-hmm. the time people and and mm-hmm. it, people tell their stories that it, it, it and they really sell themselves on this idea that there's that it's some an element of luck, or that they just showed up at the right time, and maybe they just didn't have enough. Uh, you know, there's something outside of themselves. Mm. Um, so they won that, by, by default, pretty much. Yeah, they won by default, exactly, exactly. Um, and, and there's another thing that that um, I've noticed a lot of women as they're climbing ladders in, in organizations often um, are really good at doing what everybody else tells them to do. But then, and then suddenly they get promoted into this, and great, you're now the head of. What do you think we should do? And they're like, uh, I don't know. I've never been asked to what, what I think we should do before. And that mm. is the point where it kind of comes to light a lot of all of these feelings about being like trying to conform to everybody else's standards of what you should be doing. And then when there aren't any, then it's like, uh oh, I don't really know what to do or what's acceptable here. And there's this real, this. Uh, pause. Have you experienced this in some of the work you've done? Yes. Um, <laughs> Bullshit. I was just thinking right now, working, I've worked with Ashley professionally way back in the heyday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thinking, like, I'm so blessed that working with Ashley, like, the minute she was given, she's like, I got some fucking ideas and we're going to rock yeah. with these ideas. So I think that's, that's, that's good. kind of why you're coming into like your new understanding of like the male construct is because you've always had that gumption and that go ahead. And that's what I love about yeah. you, that you're seeing a lot of women don't 
feel that freedom. And uh, it's really fascinating to listen to Kim say that women, like they, like when, once they get put in charge, they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm so used to being told what to do. But I, I love that about you, Ashley, but I may have overspoke, but. <laughs> well, I, I see that, but I think it depends what space I'm in because I feel like with the spiritual community, I always, I found that I don't feel like spiritual enough for those mm -hmm. people or yeah. like businessy enough for those. And I feel somewhere sort of in between. And I think that it's it's there. And also I've noticed it when I feel like on certain topics, when I go to like write a post for my group or a blog post that my first instinct is to go see what someone else says about it and to not source from like mm -hmm. my own knowledge and to just trust yeah. in that. And I've been, but I've been catching myself and I've just been like, okay, like we're not doing that yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly it actually, because it's, it's not so much about my work is terrible. It's about, do I fit in with these people? You know, so it's an identity thing. Like, should I write this for that spiritual group? Are they gonna accept this? As opposed to, well, this is what I wanna tell you guys today. Okay, Kim, what are some tips to combat the imposter syndrome? What, what you said you've experienced it almost every day or every day. What do you, how do you find yourself combating that imposter inside the head, that negative thinking? Um, I think for me, a lot of it, it has been kind of on a, on a journey of self-acceptance. So that instead of coming again up to other people's standards of what they're expecting me to be, because I think that's how a lot of women sort of do is sort of pouring into existing molds. But I don't think any of the three of us here are really interested in existing molds at this point. <laughs> and so that means, you know, if we're going to go out, we're going to do new things and we're automatically being leaders, you know, because we're, we're out there blazing trails, you know, if you're not going to do things by just like, what is it they want from me? Check all those boxes. And you're definitely blazing a trail. And um, that and that has to kind of come in from a place of self-acceptance within. And that starts being, start seeing those things that you're, oh, gosh. So so when I, I did a lot of work in corporations, so um, I, I and I really thought this was the way to go, especially after grad school, which is expensive. Right. And then it's like I'm going to go work with some of the, uh, you know, top tech companies and things like that. Um, and I'm just going to see what everybody else is doing and kind of do that and make it work. And of course that went absolutely terribly because <laughs> I, you know, because yeah. I look at what they're doing and I'm like, I don't want to do that. Why are you doing this? It's terrible. <laughs> you know? And then once I kind of embraced that about myself, that it was like, you know what? I don't want that my life to look like that. Even though that's what they're aspiring to, it's okay for me to have different goals and different things I want to be doing. Then things started to kind of, come together so that's like the, the macro level right on the macro level you get really more and more and more radical self-acceptance um, and then, and then on, on, the, on the momentary level um practicing having being a little bit more of an arrogant idiot and just kind of putting things out there and see what happens and you can do it with kind of a light touch you know so that you aren't worried about like this it must be the perfect thing news out there. It's like, ah, let's just see what happens. And being able to, you know, uh, feeling cute, delete, might delete later, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I do that without realizing it because people ask me about like different things with business. And I'm like, oh, I'm just very mm -hmm. trial and error. I just, I just try a bunch of stuff and some of it works yeah. and I'm like, cool, yeah. I'll do more of that. And other stuff totally doesn't. And right. um, yeah, that there's, I, I love that what you're saying. So there's 
that's, I guess, more of a tactic than I realized. <laughs> yes, it's a good tactic. <laughs> or of a strategy. <laughs> in a time when, when you can retract stuff and you can move and flex, and that's really how most really successful businesses have been made at this point in time. Not with like a five-year plan, but with just like, well, do stuff and we'll see what kind of works. And if it works, we'll keep doing that. And if it doesn't work, well, probably they will really remember that part, you know? So mm. that's, yeah, so that those are a couple of things that I have found to be uh, really helpful with this. And, and there's one last thing I'm going to tell you, which is, um, you know, when, when, you know, like, this is an identity issue. This is an I belong, I'm part of this, I'm like these people kind of issue. It's not about the quality of your work. The most, the, the, the uh, you know, rocket scientists I know are the people who have the most imposter syndrome, mm. right? The, the most capable people. And it's because they can see all of the things that they, the different ways this project could have gone or the choices I might've made, but did I make the right ones? I don't know. Somehow here we are, ah, right? And so the people who really can have a lot of intellect and bring a lot of, 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 of experience and possibility to the work is, are really the ones who tend to experience this the most. So the fact that you're feeling it is probably uh, means that you're um, pretty good at this and you're on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ken, just one question that comes to mind for me though is, you know, especially being from the recovery world, we're really taught to notice our ego and make sure that yeah. our ego doesn't run rampant. And I love what you're saying about like throwing shit at the wall, see what sticks, you know, kind of be that arrogant idiot. But like, how do you have any tips or have you experienced like really combating ego versus Bravo, like having the courage to try things and fail versus just going yeah. by ego? Cause that's my biggest fear is being generated by ego instead of bravery, you know? Yeah, that's a wonderful question. Um, ego, it, to me, when people are doing it out of ego, it's out of like trying to maintain a fake identity, mm. a sense of it out in the world. That is and such so, an awesome answer. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so if it's your real identity or, or your mask is slipping or whatever it is, then that's not really a place of ego. That's more a place that, that is more of a place of, of authenticity. Um, and if you're doing things just to make sure that nobody saw that, you know, that's more <laughs> the <laughs> Thank you for that. That makes that just made me feel like I could breathe a sigh of relief because even creating with Ashley, I'm always like, oh, I don't want to, you know, feel like I'm generating from ego. And that if you're, you know, creating passionately versus, you know, trying to put on a facade, then go for it. So thank you for that. Mm. I, I do want to invite people that are listening right now to just start like, put in some questions in the comments, like letting us know how this is landing for you. And we will, we could pull them in. We could be like, yes, Melissa, we feel you, Melissa, you know, and, and really like bring it into the conversation. I think I want to go back to this self-acceptance thing because I feel like this like sense of loving yourself is so connected to showing up fully as who you are and, and letting more and more of that show every day. And I think that there's sort of a magnetism to that, that even if you and I aren't exactly alike, that we tend to gravitate towards those people that are just being themselves. Do you, have you noticed that at all? Like that people just oh. have this way of gravitating to you? I've noticed that when people are being their real selves 
and they really you can feel it because they're co-creating with you in the moment you know as opposed to like going down a little path and checking off boxes and there's nothing replaces that feeling and that's why people want that you're the authenticity and want to come from your heart you know with my psychologist hat on for a second that people want their leaders to especially be um they want to be able to guess their leader's behavior they want to be able to know that who you are today is who you're going to be tomorrow also so they can have mm. some predictability and that's something that people want from their leaders without really knowing that they want this um and that so that is another thing of authenticity and that doesn't mean that you have to um like do something to make sure you're consistent it's more if you keep showing up authentically then people will get the idea you will be that without you having to engineer it hmm so letting go more than just holding on for dear life like letting yeah. go yeah yeah letting go yeah letting go of control like how you how you were perceived or whether you belong here you know i i there's uh, some friends of mine have a, a phrase that i adopted a long time ago which is fortunately or unfortunately i'm the best person for the job <laughs> <laughs> I think the other piece that comes up with this is that we're not the same from day to day that sometimes yeah. you feel a little like kind of out there and sexy James like yesterday um with your photos um you just <laughs> love time, bringing that shit up don't you <laughs> you might be kind of more zen and calm and other times you're going to be like more feisty and that I think people tend to get caught up in like thinking that there's this expectation that they're like the same like have you yeah. have you seen feel that way as well when they start to unpack this well people you know this is um here's a, here's a here's a, a, a fortunate or unfortunate reality which is that nobody's really thinking that hard about you yeah <laughs> 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 they they might think well i didn't notice that before but they're not necessarily like whoa you have changed in a way that i don't recognize it's more like my i didn't notice that before and now they now they've added a new dimension to you well what mm -hmm. i was really noticing for myself and is that i haven't been fully allowing myself to own every piece of myself mm. and so what you're saying is that leaders like real true leaders that can go far they own every piece of themselves and i think that's where people might find it inconsistent that like all of a sudden, like I like take sexy photos as my friend Ashley likes to bring up, but like, it's because <laughs> I haven't owned that part of myself. I haven't allowed yeah. myself to be sexual most of the time because I feel like I have to stay in a box. That, yeah. you know, if I'm going to be like a representative, even though I'm fucking not of the like sober community, I got to stay in a box and really yeah. own every part of themselves. And I think that's well, the, the journey yeah. right now. If there's one thing from, from psychology that we know about leaders, it's that they're open to experience. That's a personality trait. It's called openness to experience. And the higher you, that means that you're willing to be present in the moment, let the past go, do what is, you know, and, and change what you're doing to suit your circumstances. And so if you're, you know, experimenting with what this side, uh, putting this side of you out there looks like, then that's part of being open to experience. Hmm. What did that feel like, James, to put oh your sexy God. side out there on the internet? <laughs> You're lucky Kim's here right now, all right? I will give <laughs> you when the PhD leaves the podcast. <laughs> it felt great, all right? It felt great. But I, 
I did want to ask you, you did come from the corporate world, right? And like yeah. you, you went through this journey of really self-acceptance, you know, was there a lot of fear there that you weren't going to be successful as you really came into your own? Cause you know, I, I do watch Ashley privately go through that, even though she's brilliant and I'm going through it as well. But did you go through that yeah. fear that I can't leave this construct or I'm going to fail? Oh, I had so much fear around it. And the fear really got in my way because people would see me trying to like be say the things that a corporate person would say here and they would be like, something's wrong, something's off. <laughs> so I, I, I actually had feedback that was like, you know, I, we, I, we know you're a weirdo. We'd like you to be more of the weirdo you are. <laughs> so, so it's... Um, so, but again, we have to go find those places in ourselves. And so I do a lot of public speaking and I um, you know, was wrestling with doing sort of this academic talk about all these things out there. And um, my, my wonderful coach said, um, do you believe what you're saying right now? And I was like, well, yeah, the research says. And it's like, no, 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 do you believe it? And I said, I don't really care about it that much. It's just a thing that I can talk about. <laughs> And they were like, well, I can tell. Dang. <laughs> you know? And so they said, you said it with your gentle, beautiful heart. She said, uh, you can either find some, either find a way to believe this and care about it or find something else to talk about that you do care about. You know? Mm. And that that was the way I was going to. Can I ask you what you did? Oh, I said, oh, that's, I said you know what? I'm going to talk about stuff I care about. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And it worked really great. And I got to do keynotes all over the world last year because of it. And then not going anywhere, but my 10th this year. But um, it, you know, it, it makes a huge difference to be able to connect personally. And for women leaders especially, and I think um, that's something that we want. We want our women leaders to be warm and real and connected. Um, and that's part of the, you know, that's part of what we're expecting from them. And that works much better. Uh, a lot of women, older women were taught to like be as male as possible, just like downplay the femininity. Mm. It does not work. It does not, it never did work. And mm -hmm. uh, we're in a new generation now where we want to be the strong, whatever gender presentation is, do that rather than try to fit a role. I feel like even though we're not talking about like that balance of like masculine and feminine feminine energies within all of us, like I'm really curious like what you think like this world is going to become when it actually has more people owning that feminine, mm -hmm. more people dropping sort of those those masculine, you know, representations of how they should be showing up in business, more women stepping into leadership roles like what what do you think leadership it's gonna look like i i think that's a fun thing to, <laughs> I <laughs> to talk that. about i did some research right now about like what if we actually took women's role social roles and recentered that as a way of doing leadership rather than trying to make women conform to a male version about it too so i'll give you my optimistic version of this <laughs> what the world would look like and it would look um like uh, you know, allowing people, allowing everybody to be more their authentic self and really focusing more on the behaviors that you need from people rather than the way they are being in the world. 
So behaviors might mean, you know, I need this thing on new, by noon on Tuesday. You know, if you want to do it Sunday afternoon, that's cool. I don't really care. If you need to do it in pieces, like 15 minutes a day, whatever, but this is when I need it. And if you can't give me that, then maybe we do have an actual problem, but that's what I actually need from you rather than I need you to pose in a certain way and don't say, um, in the meeting and don't do up talk and don't do, you know, all of these <laughs> things, right? Because that's, that's all a legacy of a, a time and a lot of, you know, both, our, our ideas of what leadership looked like and the reality, you know, going back 20, 30 years um, has been of that there are certain ways that we appear in the, in the workplace and they have to be really focused on the topic and they have to be, um, you are here during these hours and you focus like a, a, a laser during these times and nothing else is really happening for you. I mean, right now, everybody's working from home. People have uh, children and cats. I have this very needy cat down here who likes to jump in my lap, you know? <laughs> and, and the fact is that women's lives are about, uh, include other people in that, you know, and, and we're not going, and so I see the future as being not needing to pretend that it's just you and that you're laser focused on work in order to get, um, to make the things happen out for your career and have the career you want and have the life that you want. So there's a lot there, but that's my overview. Yeah, no, and, and it makes sense because I think about just like the approach, like the coaching approach or like, I guess every coaching approach is a little bit different, but I always would tell people, hey, it's not like it used to be where it's your, you leave your personal life at the door and that that doesn't matter and you just show up to work, but it's like, you are a whole person this does not yeah. exist on some separate island from the rest of your life. And like, we're going to look at all of it and that yeah. whatever's going on in your, your personal life, like it's going to have an impact and it's all valuable and it's all welcome. And that approach just like speaks to my heart because it feels like we are allowed to be us and there's not something wrong with us for, yes. for right? Because we all kind of feel like yeah. we're doing it wrong when that impacts our performance, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Where it isn't going to be about the image you project, but about what actually happens, you know? Do you bring out a creative side of me when I work together? That will become more important than what your resume says, you know? Mm. Um, and so I, I think, I think optimistically, I think that about us, having the systems that we create serve us as humans rather than us serving the systems. Mm, I love that. Yes. I wonder if it's going to impact this like imposter syndrome. <laughs> 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 Does the imposter syndrome exist in that world? <laughs> what a great question. Um, I would have to say not as much because it's not then about who we are as much as what we do. Mm. So, and I think that would be a, a recipe for everybody feeling a lot less imposter syndrome. And also, you know, one of the things also about imposter syndrome is that when people um, are, have sudden, uh, suddenly get privileges, that's often when they feel it, when they've just made it like an advancement. And now suddenly they don't have to do things that they used to have to do, then they're kind of like, ooh, uh-oh. <laughs> You know, so so I think that there, as, as I, I see the workplace in general becoming kind of more fluid, they call it, you know, again, for better or worse, they call it kind of like the, the Hollywood economy, the gig economy, where people are doing a little bit of this over here, but these people a little bit over here with these other people. Um, and I think this is, is, is being reflective of who we are as people rather than 
us fitting in a bunch of roles or just being our resumes. Mm. Yeah. What, what What is the, oh, James. Oh, go ahead, babe. Go ahead, baby. <laughs> well, I know that we're getting to like the end of our time with Kim, but so I want you to ask something else because I, I have something that I just wanted her to make sure that she got to share with everybody. But what were you going to ask? Well, no, it was more of an observation as you two were speaking. I was thinking about like the the male bosses and the influence that I've had in my life. They're the ones that, and it's kind of silly, they have the more feminine energy and by feminine, and it's so silly that we relegate this to feminine, they were nurturing and gave yes. a shit about my whole life, not just me as an employee, just not when I clocked in and clocked out. And from that, I became such a more productive person. And I think it's kind of yeah. really sad that we relegate someone being nurturing as feminine. And, you know, mm -hmm. all the bosses that I've had that have put on that, like, arrogant machismo-like attitude, I've wanted to, re like, rebel against. And been like, yeah, can kind of fuck off because I'm not just a mother. <laughs> I'm not just, you know... Yeah a paycheck you know and it's been those men that had the nurturing feminine energy that i worked harder for and i cared about and, and and that's that's what yeah. i hear you saying that if we do step yeah. into the divine feminine energy you know that a lot of spiritual people are seeing us do it's just about being fucking nurturing you know and it it's is. So it absolutely that, is it's so I sad that we like say only women you know sorry to interrupt you kim no totally that's you know i i call it soldiers versus shepherds Right, because that's that way. It's a little bit more gender neutral, but it's really mm -hmm. about: Are we here to like we're fighting a war, and you better take care of yourself, soldier? Or is it more like you know, hey, sheep, you need something? You got you good? You got oh, look, you look like you're developing thing here. Let's fix that, you know. And it's sort of where the, where the focus is. I could see that being the perfect way to approach a imposter syndrome as well, because sometimes we do try to like wage mm -hmm. war against parts of ourselves that we don't like. But it's sort of like, hey, imposter syndrome, like come and sit down with me, have a cup of tea. Let's just talk about <laughs> what's going on here. Yeah. And I'm curious about it. And so I, <laughs> I kind of like that too. That's, that's definitely the way, the way to do it. That's definitely the way to do it is make that, make the, all those things, make them part of you. Is there anything that you would want to share with people? I'm not sure if there's like, just the way that you view your purpose, like your role in this world, where you, you just always want to wake something up in front of people. I don't care if it's related to imposter syndrome or not. But I just like really want to like give you an opportunity to like say anything that you want to say because there's going to be people that are listening to you that are going to probably hear something at the right time. And whatever comes to you, it doesn't have to be profound. It could just be like anything. What what else do you want to say today? Oh, that is sweetest proposition. I love that. Um, you know, from the time I was a little kid, I always felt like I was a person who's going to go out and have these very rarefied experiences and bring the knowledge back for other people. Mm. And I have always, you know, I've done a lot of different things in my, for work. I mean, part of how I got into organizational psychology was from as a skater, I started really enjoying teaching other people. And, you know, the, the stuff that I'd learned in competition and doing the techniques just to teach that to other people, because it was not always easy to find sources of this before the internet. <laughs> and just, it, and so bringing, bringing knowledge back for other people is really 
my main thing. And right now I'm working on some anti-racism stuff in a way that I think is a much um, gentler and more efficacious way of working at it than just throwing people in the deep end, you know? And mm -hmm. I'm working on, um, and I've got a couple other projects going about, you know, centering human lives as opposed to centering the systems that we have now. And that's what I really want to work on and keep working on um, to, in whatever way I can to, to help uh, give people some grounding and some, some things that they can come back to, to uh, they go run with and make stuff happen and make the world better. So. So Kim, for when this goes on Spotify, can you let people know where they can look more into your blog, more about you, connect with you? Is there a certain website that we can throw yeah. out there? Because I'm going to be looking at everything you just said about like a <laughs> racism. I need to learn from you, girl. I can really yeah. work up about that. <laughs> and I need to find a gentler way. <laughs> it's a lot. So um, I, my website is kimperkins.com. There's going to be a lot of new things coming up on there. Um, I work with L Linnea Sims at Outer Work and Interplay is going to come up on there. And I'm going to be doing a couple of new different newsletters on a couple of different topics. So please go there, sign up for my newsletter, and I will see you soon. And it's been such a pleasure being here with Thank you guys. Thank you so much. So much. Thank you, Kim. I appreciate you. you so much. I'm glad that the universe connected us. And thanks for joining Thank us in your your pod we'll see you soon hopefully on another topic we can lure you back <laughs> bye Anytime. bye bye thank you love ah. oh, that was so beautiful mm. that made me happy i feel like talking to kim just made me happy well i'm so selfish because i'm thinking about like the subtext that like because i know what's going on in your personal life and i'm like yes ashley needed to hear that you know i'm trying to be here what <laughs> we could go ahead we could air it out here we're okay just so much of it <laughs> because you're god i feel like i'm just stroking your dick this whole th time but like you were just so <laughs> creative and vibrant and beautiful and everyone that i know from my life that has come to know you like agrees but just like really like hashtag talking about just throwing it out there and you are doing it but like i just i just love when you're real fired up and you know that you're on the path that you should be on which is ashley being ashley full speed ahead and i just love that she's yeah. saying like do it you know be a little arrogant yeah you know i feel like things have definitely shifted within me and it's hard like it's really hard to sometimes like name it because i just feel like my higher self i've been doing a lot of like spiritual work and getting readings and doing other things and really releasing things that that didn't feel good for me anymore and it's almost like i had to um be in the struggle a little bit mm -hmm. and feel a little bit lost and be like who am i like what is this this doesn't feel good anymore and like abraham hicks talks about how that is our our sign from our our inner being that they're they're not in agreement that <laughs> we don't feel good that we're no longer in resonance and so i just feel like my inner being kind of had enough of my shit and was just like okay it's it's time to to stop like we're ready to move on we've graduated from this and you're not that anymore we're showing up older we're saying what we want we're giving less fucks now i absolutely 
felt it today. Like and on that nature walk I was on, I, I can't tell you it was a, nothing. I, it was a spiritual experience. It absolutely was where like, I felt like just all these things that I've been carrying for months now, you know, you know, some of like my friendships ended unfortunately. And then I was feeling like everyone else's standards, like still like weighing me down, like almost like lead and just on that walk yeah. and being alone with the universe, they started to fall off. And it was like spiritual freedom. It was like, cause I'm mm -hmm. always like worried, like, well, am I doing the wrong thing? Am I being too boisterous about that? Am I being too this? And it's like, S just fucking stop, be all of it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and I think that I've had the pleasure of watching you like fully step into that. And it's, it's gorgeous. I almost think though, that you and I doing this has like been a mirror for us to like call ourselves out a bit because then we had an example of this compared to our regular like conversations over the phone. And we would, we were able to like, look and be like, Hey, this seems like a lot more like PG, a lot more um, bland than our usual conversations. Is this, is this why we wanted to do this to like show up for other, uh, the way other people expected us to right? Like, and so I think that this also was a part of it. Don't you? Absolutely. But what I really want to get from this is just, I want people to just feel free to be who the fuck they're meant to be. Cause I think that right now that the world's stagnant right now on people still trying to play signed roles. And I think that's been really a breakthrough for you and I, and I feel like we're just talking about ourselves so much. There's me being worried about ego, but like, <laughs> no more playing assigned roles and everyone would be so much more cohesive and things would be so much more creative and powerful and unified if everyone stopped playing assigned roles. And that's why like, I, I show up for the round table besides seeing you every week is to empower people to stop playing an assigned role. Like stop it. Life is precious. It is short. And that, everything Kim was saying, I took out of that, you know, and you, you mm. see how, how at peace she is with herself and she's got a PhD and she's like living her best life. And it's like time for us to do it as well. I wanted to like read a few things cause I actually put it out there for my group. Um, and I asked them, I was like, guys, like we're talking about imposter syndrome. Like what are some ways that it shows up? I, I like totally didn't, prepare i'm like looking for it you just talk about something else for a moment so i can find this and read because emily especially i know how we love emily yes. she had just such a good comment so i need to find it there was quite a what few else? really amazing ones on there i like how you're asking me to stall for time while you get your shit don't look yeah. at me really together. where's my 30 second <laughs> countdown video <laughs> No, but uh, I mean, imposter syndrome, Crystal called me on imposter syndrome when we were having a private conversation before she came on here. And she was, I was telling her like, you know, Ashley wanted to put, and I was pressuring her to put the scene together. And she's like, you're going to do it with me. And I was like, no way. Like I'm not, I'll come by once in a while. And Crystal and her like very Zen way was like, imposter syndrome, huh? Mm, <laughs> yummy. <laughs> and I was like, I'm fucking, I'm busted. So, you know but, what I realized when we were talking to Kim as well, like because Kim shows up in like in as a leader within um, organizations and within companies, is I realized that that is something that I've made up. That like, oh, I'm just like too much of a rebel weirdo to be like in a company. And while I feel like it's changing, 
like maybe I need to like accept a little bit more right now that it's just like, yeah, a company should want to fucking hire me to help their their individuals sort of like, you know, become I don't I don't know, like I work with business owners. So I feel like it's the same with leadership. But maybe I should stop making that up. Okay. But anyway, here is a few things that people had shared. So Emily Sellis, um, she had mm. shared this and Emily is amazing. She's a, a, a guest, a former guest on our show on our G word episode. And she was, um, she's a marriage and family therapist. So she said, I tell myself that uh, there will always be people greater than me or lesser than me and to not let this stop me from what drives me. I also check in with my intentions. If I'm expecting myself to do the work for the other person, I'm going to be more apt to feeling like an imposter because it's not possible to do the work for anyone. When we show up with true intentions, humble and in service of the greater good, egos in check, the imposter has a harder time finding an argument to stick around. Oh, mm. Just love Emily. And I feel like that is definitely a thing that happens for me, like with coaching is like that I cannot do something for someone else. You, uh, you know, in the world that you are in, that you cannot grow for somebody else. And that sometimes we feel like it's a reflection of us, but it's like really more about when we just sink into that sense of like purpose, that thing that's really bigger than all of us, that it's sort of like the imposter can exist in that dimension. Do you feel that? Yeah. I mean, in, the world I'm in, like I can't, I can't stay sober for anyone else. I can simply introduce the tools that were passed down to me and how they've mm. worked in my life. I cannot stay sober for anyone else. You as a coach, you know, similar things. You can only, you know, show and teach and recommend the things that were passed down to you and people will either ignite it into their life and business or they, they won't. And I think that's where Emily's saying, yeah. don't love that ego, man. And I just, I love Emily. I all, her, I her videos, I can just go off on an Emily rant right now, but I'm not gonna, gonna be present. <laughs> um, another comment, Krista Marie Miller, who's amazing. And she actually did a reading for me because she's a psychic and medium. And you could look her up. Um, but she said, I overcome by knowing that I'm a unique individual. And the way that I see a situation is gonna be beneficial for somebody else. And I really love that part because, you know, I always talk about unique magic. And if I'm really sinking into my sense of uniqueness that like, yeah, no one else has this exact combination. It's almost like, how can I be an imposter when I'm like the only one of me? And I sort of have to like outsmart my, my inner talk like that <laughs> and be like, yeah. That, that's not a thing. We don't compare. <laughs> what? Just Why are you cute. looking at me like that? Because I saw the theater and you come out, like you're playing both characters. <laughs> and it was just cute. It was like a little skit. Like I got what you're saying, but it was just cute. It was a cute Ashley moment. <laughs> I had a thought that we've never done before. Like that we could pull a card. Okay. Or just to see what other wisdom universe wants to like bring to us. How do you feel about that? Just like ending with that. Mm, I love I that. that. Mm. Okay, you guys. So universe, what do you have to say about imposter syndrome? What should we know? Oh, so it's the Jaguar card and it came in 
upside down. So for those of you that are watching on video, see what it has to say. Number 28. I know that this, I, this card is pretty powerful. Um, so the Jaguar is the protector of all life in the Amazon. And in times of fear, she brings courage and certainty. Jaguar is at the top of the food chain and never becomes prey. With great stealth, she can track her mark from a distance and not be seen or heard. She moves gracefully through the jungle, relishing the abundance of the rainforest, fearless and at ease. Jaguar knows the ways beyond death and is the master of the shadows, blending invisibly between light and dark, night and day. And the medicine, because it came in upside down, what in your life needs to be released? What have you carried around with you for far too long? Oh, this is good. Uh, which is ready to be let go of once and for all. Jaguar medicine is available to heal the fear so that you can allow it to go. It's time to come out of the shadows and end the shadow games that you may have unconsciously agreed to play. Yes. Call on Jaguar to unfetter you from toxic relationships and recover your natural instinct for the right people and situations. Yes. Fuck yeah. Yes. This is the one of my favorite decks, the Mystical Shaman Oracle. And that is the perfect message. So um, should we read Lamont's comment for our Spotify group that can't see these awesome comments for coming yeah, up? Yeah, we should. And by the way, you guys, I know we're going to be wrapping up here in just a moment. Um, I want to say we're on like six different podcast platforms right now. So Spotify is like, I think the, the biggest one. And I looked and it said, because uh, we actually, even though we're on our eighth episode, we just actually went on to like the podcast platforms and went back and uploaded everything. Um, but I want to say it should be on Apple in the coming days. It said seven to 10 days. So it will be on Apple pretty soon as well. It'll be on all the places that you can listen to podcasts. So Lamont was saying, um, how about you read it? Because I just read the card. So you should read it. But I, okay. I think one way to combat <laughs> imposter syndrome is to be present in the moment and to check in with yourself. Ask yourself, why am I feeling this way? And is it true? And I love that. I love that. Um, they call it like interrogative self-talk. And it's like where you stop like the thoughts because I feel like sometimes we have to break the habit of, of being ourself. And I feel like there's a lot of ways that you can, we can do that. Um, but I think that that's one of them where we, we stop and then our, our brain actually has to show up with an answer and be like, wait a second. Like, we're not just going to run these old programs and old conditioning. Like, is this what we want? Um, oh, Lamont is so I, thank you, Lamont. I appreciate Lamont's that. Lamont's like our, our like cheerleader mom on the side. Like you guys are doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Um, but so yeah, what can, else? Can, can I say real quick though? If you if we get all untethered soul with it though, like if mm -hmm. we get out of our brain completely when we're in an achieving things and when we're in new positions or in new leadership. Like we should disconnect from the brain because the soul is what's up. And, you know, that was the experience I had today walking with just my soul, like listening to music and shutting my brain up. And my soul was telling me what was up. 
and was like, these old, no, no, like these old roles you're playing, they're, they're done with, okay? You done there? Just like with my alcoholism, like you're, we're done here. And I had not listened to myself for so long. So I think when you get imposter syndrome, really going rampant, and I've had it a few times in my life, when you check in with your soul, your soul's gonna be like, no, no. So all this like reworking of the brain is interesting and it's intriguing, but like my soul knows what's up, man. And it has what's oh. nothing to do with that shit. I mean, I've come at this from a very spiritual standpoint as well. And um, I agree. I think sometimes though, we're, we're so conditioned and like in the mind that like going above it, right? Like just going to our soul is the way to sort of get out of logic. And there's just like a different resonance. It's almost like, I mean, I feel like it's sort of like the 4D, 5D by kind of realities that we start to live in as well. Don't you think? I wish mm -hmm. everyone on Spotify yeah. could see how good you look tonight. I don't mean that like in a come on to you kind of way. You just look really good tonight. Thank you. I wish everyone on Spotify could see your your photos um, from oh, Facebook. But fuck. if you guys... Yeah. <laughs> if, if you okay. guys, um, I'm just telling you, like, okay. I mean, you could join our Facebook group. You could join the Spiritual Rebels and Misfits group on Facebook. And then you'll be able to sort of like, <laughs> Solange is like, Ashley, here we go again. <laughs> Ashley, I want to clarify something, all right? All right, you've got, become a troll on my Facebook, all right? My penis will not be a topic of the show. My penis will not be a guest on the show, all right? I'm sending them I didn't even say it on the pe. I mean, I said anyway. We really legit let a pendulum like choose our topics. I mean, you could instead of me doing it, I'm sure that your penis could sort of like that. I think that that's sort of like the thing is it could be like a pendulum, and you could just take that roll over. You know, I've been trying to like, yeah. My penis is not a pendulum. All right, you ruined a beautiful moment. <laughs> tell everyone what we're talking about next week please can you give them a hint about what we're talking about? <laughs> okay so next week is about which by the way if you or somebody you know meets you know and wants to talk about any of these things i feel like we're like very like maury povich <laughs> i want to i want to actually make like a very maury povich like outro it's like if you or somebody you know has you had an experience with aliens or UFOs, has you or a family member been a, has you or a family member been abducted? <laughs> <laughs> no. We're gonna have some aliens with a lie detector test next week. We're gonna we're gonna see if. <laughs> okay, Just bring it back. <laughs> bring it back in. But anyway, uh, there's. Next week is actually going to be about like this balance of like the divine masculine and feminine energies that really exist within all of us and, and really kind of finding that and owning that and seeing what's there and how it's a beautiful gift. And in the upcoming weeks, we're also going to talk about aliens and ufos and we are actually like really like wanting you guys to connect us like tag some people like who is your most like you know freaky like alien channeling friend you know you're the person that's like has had a ufo experience like well, we want to talk to you and then we're also going to go into the the realm of like postpartum um into what basically like real life like that that year after having 
a baby, like, I think there's going to be some conversations of like postpartum depression, things that are like baby blues, things about our bodies, um, really just everything that happens and how it changes us and how it, how it shifts us. And really allowing that to be something that, that is okay to be talked about, that it doesn't mean that someone's like not grateful for being a mom, but that's what we have coming up um, for the rest of August. Anything else before we tune out my beautiful co-host? Mm, I think that about nails it. <laughs> I just hope everyone joins the group. I hope they got something out of this. I just love spending time mm. with you. And I love it. I love it. Thank you guys. And um, subscribe like so that you guys can get the, the next episode. Like go and look on the podcast. You guys know that you're like on your phone all the time. Like go to your podcast thing and find us and subscribe and like leave us a review or do whatever people do to like help podcasts. Just do that. All that stuff, please. We don't Thank know. Very much. <laughs> right. Bye, I you told guys. you, trial and error. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>